Next on Pridecast Live is Kitchen Conversation. Hosts Brooke Wade and Dr. Zanita Kell present Radical Love, Does the Black Community Have Room for Homophobia? Produced by Kiana Williams, in this conversation, Dr. Kelly and Brooke Wade explore what is it like to belong to the LGBTQ community from a Black female perspective. Guest, Dr. Deandra Bremont. Conversations on 90.7 FM, KPFK. You are now talking with Brooke Wade. I'm with my mother, Dr. Zanita Kelly. What's up? And today we have a very special guest, Dr. DeAndre Bermond. Mommy, tell us about Dr. DeAndre Bermond. And there's just so much. There's just so much. So I'm not going to tell you about Dr. D. What I'm going to do is tell you what she's done. Okay. And then she can fill in the rest. Because there's always a difference between who you are and what you do. But here's what she's contributing. She's an expert in cannabis policy, gender leadership, and education. She is currently the Cannabis Control Appeals Panel chairperson, Mm -hmm. and uh, she's an adjunct lecturer at the University of Southern California and um, a director of Trauma-Informed Youth Development. She's done a lot of work Mm. uh, for, with um, uh, the Brotherhood Crusade, and so I would like to, like, just give a round of applause. All right, put (laughs) your hands together. <laughs> and a young woman too, okay. a young black woman. That's yes. what I'm talking Let's about. Sprinkle a little excellence on the air today. Oh, right, unicorn. You know, I feel I feel like I'm a better person since I'm sitting across from you. Oh, stop <laughs> it! Stop it! Did I miss anything? Did I miss anything? I mean, I think the you know the the biggest part of me is um, I'm, I'm married to a beautiful woman, yes. Ot. So I can't yes. hop on on the radio and not give her a shout out. Oh, so hey, Otisha. Um, my, my favorite job is, is being married to her. Oh, so. my gosh. <laughs> I'm blushing. I'm love. Why are you blushing? She ain't talking to you. <laughs> I like black love. Okay. I love black love. And we're here today because we want to have a conversation um, about those things. And things, let me let me expound upon Right, because those things do not cut it. I, 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 almost, I almost felt like my preacher self came out. About those things we are gathered here today. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, we're, we want to talk about the black community and do we have room for homophobia? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me say something that brought this out for me was all of this conversation around uh, Dwayne Wade and mm-hmm. Gabrielle yeah. Union's son or now daughter, Zaya. Mm-hmm. And there's been so much conversation. Yeah. None of it positive when I see black folks talking about it so I am curious right uh, around 
why uh, some of the just straight up ignorance? Because when I'm hearing people talk, now I know this sounds redundant, a little boosy, had, <laughs> had a little boosy, uh, no expert, no authority, but as someone who has a following and, um, a, a, and an artist in, in our community, uh, a lot of what he was saying was just flat out ignorant and wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that's, I think that is one part of the major problematic piece of what's happening in our community around. So let's talk about Zaya uh, real quick. Okay. Um, and, and thoughts, feelings, what, what yeah. you got? What you got I, I mean, well, one, I'm like, I, I think that Zaya Zaya is a beautiful mm-hmm. um, young lady. So let's start there. And yes. I think, um, I don't have kids. However, I've been talking to um, my wife about this, and I would imagine if I have a, had a kid that I would do anything to make sure that my kid felt safe mm-hmm. or felt right. comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine the pain it would feel like to, to not feel like your true self mm-hmm. um, and, and being silenced and what that would look like. So I think that Dwayne Wade, as a black man— um, with his platform being so large is extremely admirable mm-hmm. um, because not all parents, whether you are a parent of a transgender child or mm-hmm. any child in the LGBTQ plus, hey, I'm a part of the spectrum, and every week we have a new letter, forgive me. <laughs> so if I got one. Thank you. Uh, Thank if I got you. one, I, you know, Man, I guess I, I can I say it every time. time. Like, I'm, I'm, a part, I, I am, I'm a part, I'm the L. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that uh, Dave Chappelle piece. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, but but seriously, I, I think that with his, his platform, um, it could look totally different. Yeah. Um, and the love that he has for his child is is just simply beautiful and um i I try not to uplift nonsense and when i i think of uh (laughs) little boosie's comments i think of um self-hate okay um and i i think that when you don't love yourself uh it's hard for you to love others Mm. um and so i i think that little boosie and a rest of the rest of this nation has a lot of soul searching peanut um, gallery to, to do mm-hmm. um, and a lot of learning to do because mm-hmm. I think there's this educational component yes. that has to happen in the, uh, the black community but if we first just started with this one little four letter word called love mm-hmm. um, here we go here we go I, I think that we would be in a much different place uh, regardless of you know uh, of who you are I think I made a, a comment for some reason this whole Gay conversation with with black people uh, gets us uh, fired up. Um, yeah. I think I said something on my Instagram to the effect that mm-hmm. that that uh, black people uh, hate gays more than they hate white supremacy. Um, That's hold up for it. just take a breath behind that. <laughs> okay, take a breath behind that because that is an just incendiary. Uh, statement to yeah. me. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it, it just even it is. It's considered radical. I've yeah. talked to a couple of different people. And they're like, "Whoa, that is that's a bomb. Like that's huge." I mean, I try to speak nothing but truth. Okay. <laughs> um, I I think oftentimes when uh, you speak facts, right? The kids are saying facts. Days, <laughs> I'm trying to feel young. Uh, you, you often become radical um, mm. when, when you're you're speaking. Um, your truth, but being a black woman who grew up in the church, 
Okay. Um, I, I think that me as a person and we as a people, LGBTQ+, LGBTQ+ et cetera, um, are often ostracized. However, we bring mm. uh, the white politicians okay. in to church come mm-hmm. campaign mm-hmm. season, mm-hmm. right? Because we, we don't, and, and I want to go into politics, but let's speak on it if we're going to speak on it. Okay. Um, and, and, and what we push that agenda yet we push out and ostracize our our own people Mm -hmm. um and not you know i i think that this is all stemmed um from slavery and it's uh systemic yes um i don't know if you've ever read the slave community uh but it's uh i forget the author i'm gonna forget the author but it basically is a book uh that at the crux of it uh any power that we can take back as uh-huh. black people, to have power over another group, we try to take that. Mm. And so as as black people, we don't have power every day. We don't, when we go to work, we don't have power. When, mm-hmm. we, when we travel, we don't have power. Yes. When we're walking down the street, mm. we don't have power. So yeah, the LGBTQ plus community is uh, a community that, that black folks feel that they are better than. Um, however, Ooh, we remain- That's deep. Yeah, I, I think that we remain Damn. docile, however. Um, to oftentimes the the white um, agenda. So yeah, I mm. said it. <laughs> I said it again. What I said. And, uh, yes. um, and you damn right, I said it again. Um, but we got it. We got. I think that we've came a long way, right? My yeah. my father was also a gay man, um, and I couldn't sit on his radio and say that we haven't made progress. Yes. Right. Yeah. I was able to marry my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful wedding. Um, and that alone was was something that folks, um, LGBTQ folks, weren't weren't able to do. Um, however, uh, we got a lot of work to do in the black community. Absolutely. Uh, but I, and I was thinking along those lines when you were speaking about um, how we can uh, allow ourselves to marginalize another yeah. uh, group with, and we are a marginalized group. Mm-hmm. And if you think about, let's go back to the diaspora when we are coming over here mm-hmm. from Africa. Yeah. What did we learn about the social and political landscape in this country from the 400 years we spent in oppression that was legal mm-hmm. all the way into emancipation and then the rest of the terror, right, that occurred after that? So what I'm thinking is this is what we've learned, this hypocrisy yeah. and um, and this cognitive dissonance with mm. not really um, being in alignment mm. with uh, the things that you say yes. and then the things that you do. Right. We, that we that's This country's founded on that. Oh, definitely. This I, country's founded on that. I mean, because it's cool, right? Like in your own household, if your friend is gay. Right. But you better not come home gay. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if we if we gonna speak on it, um, it's 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 all cool to to you're affected directly um, mm. by it, and and I, I I love my family dearly, but it was it was hard. Yeah. Um, coming out. Um, thankfully, I'm I'm super re- resilient, but not everybody has. They're not made from that uh, same cloth. I also have been fortunate enough to be able to deal with my traumas because mm-hmm. I accept yes. my privilege, right? I have a doctorate degree. I have a good job. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to to pay for therapy and have mental health services to, yes. to deal, to heal, rather. Mm-hmm. And in order to heal, you got to deal. Yes. Um, right. And it's... It's just been it, not everybody has that, particularly the marginalized community of the LGBTQ community. Um, if you look at the data in terms of 
black and when I speak I'm speaking about black people mm-hmm. um, and how much income they have uh, mental health um, mm. becomes the the last thing on your mind of course it's, often you in therapy not for that you, uh, excuse me, the stuff that you are are, are dealing with, uh, but the folks that uh, your family that won't raised, deal right? with. Exactly. Um, and and the so, the, and, yes. and you know, we got to, to fix our house. And you know, back in, I mean, not even yes. back in the day, still you can't, you don't tell your, your family business, business that's right? right? But it's our, our uncles mm-hmm. and the creepy men mm-hmm. who have often molested and abused yes. mm-hmm. the children in our family. So we need to look at what that means and, and why folks um, are the way they are so that we can just become empathetic. Yeah. Here we um, mm-hmm. Because in, in our house, it's, uh, it's, it's broken. And yes, I mean, it is. it is broken, you know, purposefully, right? Because yes. if, if the house was right, um, the house, the White House would be real, real nervous. So all of this... Um, it's systemic. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'm optimistic. I, again, we we've made progress, but we we got a long way to go. And we we live here in California, right? So yes. right. we're in a bubble. We are in we, a bubble, so to speak. <laughs> we, so to speak. We still have Trump supporters in California. Oh, that we do have Trump. I done been. I went to Bakersfield for a training. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with Bakersfield, but I was nervous. Yes. Um, I felt like I was in the deep south. It was uh, truly interesting. However, I think right on a larger scheme of things in California. If anywhere, uh, you're you're protected. Right? I grew up in mm. Ohio. I think Z, you grew mm. up in mm. Illinois, uh, mm-hmm. um, and it's different, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Ohio uh, governs and runs like a, a, a Southern Bible Belt um, state. So yeah. religion then becomes the reason why the attack on LGBTQ folks. Um, exist. Yeah. So I, I think that's a why we we got to figure that out because black folks are often ruled by their religion. Yeah. Mm. Re- and yes, I agree absolutely. And it, it's the it's the theology is the um, you know what you're being taught um, about certain things without having to do any of the study, any of the education, or any of the critical thinking mm. yourself. Um, because if if you say that God is love. There you go. We're back to that love word, right? There you go. We're back yeah. to that. But if, but if, if that is the essence of, that that uh, God is, then how can you do anything outside of loving action to and, another human? And you know that humans are so far from perfection. Of and course. we And one thing that stood out to me about uh, Dwayne Wade's approach when we talk about loving your child unconditionally, he also loved himself. Because I I heard what you said when you when you mentioned Bootsy's uh, message just exuded uh, Mm self-hatred. And um, Dwayne was even very transparent in saying that at times he was a part of the problem. Mm -hmm. He had those conversations in the locker room about the what ifs. Mm -hmm. If mine came home like that, what I would do or participated in. Uh, what is qualified as hate speech. And he was open about that and willing to expose what needed to be healed because you cannot heal this community without having these safe spaces where people from different backgrounds can can be educated and and with from within. Yeah, people need permission for that level of vulnerability. Definitely. And we're talking about uh, boys clubs, right? We're mm-hmm. talking about the right. the, the NBA, NBA yeah. um, mm-hmm. and and capitalism, 
um, simultaneously. And I think that these systems need to be blown blown up. Yeah, yeah. And I disrupted, <laughs> disrupted. <laughs> well, that's what we call them, the disruptors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that Dwayne Wade is the start of not only transformative dialogue, but mm. uh, disruption. Because I guarantee that D- Dwayne Wade is not the only one, right? right? Magic Johnson's son, mm-hmm. yes. um, although not transgender, uh, very fluid mm-hmm. um, in um, their sexuality, because I'm not sure of their pronouns. Yeah. I want to be right. respectful there. And Jada and Will's children don't are not, not necessarily gender conforming. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, and, and so I think that that change is uncomfortable for people. And it's not that necessarily things are changing, right? We have this role of social media. Mm -hmm. So everything is in front of your face. Mm -hmm. And so people have to to deal with it and and have conversations and how traditional society now looks different. And for people who don't like change, that makes them extremely uncomfortable. And is it really change? Have there there have always been LGBTQ plus people? Right. Mm-hmm. Always right. from time and antiquity. Yes. It's now we have a level of understanding, um, a level uh, of respect because there's been some some policy laws behind mm-hmm. protected classes and those kinds of things. So we've evolved in our thinking about w- which what has always been. Yeah, because it's not just it's nothing this, new this, under the sun. Exactly, this oh, is not it, a brand oh, new thing. Oh, definitely, definitely no. I'm sure we can go back into the Bible. Uh, was it yes, Sodom possibly. and Gomorrah, yes. um, uh, where um, homosexual acts have been happening since the beginning um, of time, or homosexuality? Excuse me. Um, so it's not. I don't necessarily mean change um, in terms of of the community. I mean mm. change in in terms of how out front uh, the community has been. I also think that the community has become more courageous Mm. and out loud. Mm. And that's because that safe space has been um, not only created um, by laws, uh, but by um, a shift and I think our our culture. um, Well, it's it's 2020. That's crazy. And, And things... I'm 30. How old am I? 31. Uh, <laughs> and and things, a baby to things look a, a lot different than right for just when my my like I said, my father was a, a gay man and, and things were a lot harder for yeah. him. And he was born in 61. Um, I'm not going to do math on air because y'all not going <laughs> to catch me up. Uh, but but just in that that short time, um, tr- tremendous things. Um, have happened uh, in the movement. I, I, I think that um, I think mental health has to be a, a big piece of this. And because oh, we talk, huge, we, yeah, huge. We have to look at it from a mental health uh, perspective. I feel, and what I thought that because children are the center of the work that I do um, in advocating for them, and I feel that the response that uh, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union had uh, about uh, their son uh, coming out to them as trans was a loving response centered in really good parenting practices. You need to take a break now? Uh, No, I I was just wanting to make the point that uh, many cultures around the world historically haven't had what's known to be uh, genitalia-based gender, Mm. Mm. and it's a relatively new thing. And so I think that there's so many layers to this conversation that needs to be given some attention. We need to explore it and uh, educate ourselves. 
Oh, yeah. Because there's a lot that I don't know. Well, let me say this just around uh, back to child advocacy. Yes, yes. Suicide is the second cause of death from black youth between the ages of 10 and 19 mm. years old. And there was a report uh, given to the National Black Justice Coalition um, to talk about this because the black suicide rate is something that we really haven't heard a lot about, but it's mm. actually really high compared to the rate of their peers, and which is surprising to me because it fe feels like black kids have a resiliency and a grit and coping strategies that outdo, you know, all other races and all other categories because they've had to compete and cope with a lot. But here recently, we're seeing uh, more suicide among the LGBTQ youth mm. and um, bullying um, family factors, socioeconomic factors, access to appropriate right. health care are all uh, factors that go into why we're seeing these increasing rates of depression, anxiety, and, and then eventual suicide in, within this youthful uh, community. And I hate to leave us hanging on that, but we're going to take a break and uh, continue on this conversation about homophobia in the black community and creating allies within this community and bridging the two. You're listening to Kitchen Conversations on 90.7 KPFK-FM. I'm Brooke Wade. I'm sitting here with Dr. DeAndre Bremont and Dr. Zanita Kelly. Look, black excellence for you. <laughs> and we will be coming back in a minute. This is Pridecast Live on KPFK 90.7 FM, an 11-hour special Pride program to commemorate Pride Month. I am Vic Jarami, and you're listening to Kitchen Conversations with hosts Brooke Wade and Dr. Zanita Kell. Keep KPFK strong on the web. Digital services cost KPFK real money. KPFK is more than what you hear on the radio. At kpfk.org, you can listen to our live stream along with our on-demand content whenever you like. These digital services are free for you, but they cost us more money each year. For all of those times you've gone to kpfk.org, discovered new information, and shared it with others, please consider making a donation today. Just click the Donate button at kpfk.org. Thank you. Hello, I'm Armistead Maupin, author of Tales of the City. IMRU Radio Magazine has been the voice of the LGBT community in Southern California since 1974. And you can listen every Monday night from 7 to 8 p.m. right here on KPFK. Donating your car or boat is an excellent way to help KPFK stay alive and on air. All you have to do is call 877-KPFK-AUTO. That's 877-KPFK-AUTO, and we'll take care of everything. This free podcast is paid for by the listener members of KPFK. If you're not a member, become one today by making a donation at kpfk.org. Keep free speech alive on KPFK. Thank you. Now, on to your show. 
Welcome back to Kitchen Conversations. You're talking with Brooke Wade, Dr. Zanita Kelly, and Dr. Deandra Bremond on 90.7 FM KPFK. We are having a discussion about homophobia in the black community and the LGBTQ plus community and how we can create allies and bridge these two communities together. And uh, I wanted to unpack a statement that you mentioned um, on your Instagram that the black community hates what say it again <laughs> say it with your chest <laughs> like, I'm like hold on uh, <laughs> what I said <laughs> no I, I, I said that uh, the black community hates gays yeah, more than okay. they hate white supremacy mm, yep and, that's exactly uh, what you said and <laughs> as we mentioned earlier every time I, I just throw that statement out there it's like you know people get really bothered uh, by that um, and, and maybe because the the ignorance within why would you do that is very apparent, and so people immediately go defensive, like, "Oh, we're not that ignorant." That that. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> oh me, right? <laughs> I have a, my best friend's gay. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I got a gay cousin. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And it's also interesting, which I'm like. Okay, black people, we have we have some pathologies to hmm. deal with. We really do. Yeah. And and we've talked about this. Part of our vision for this radio program is just to have these conversations so that we can get into these pathologies that throw us off yeah. in, in our community. Um, throw us off the progress. Pa- yes, because <laughs> they have a lot of power. So pathologies of power. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. we want to... That's because uh, you got a doctorate. Disrupt that. <laughs> Girl, only because of you. I want to tell you Right now, y'all should share a little little background of this relationship of this this gal man instead of bromance. Right, okay, (laughs) because I met D. We were uh, in a cohort together at Pepperdine uh, going for a a doctor. And then I swear (laughs) for God, I didn't know if D was a boy or a girl (laughs) for the first, like, Uh, many, many times. I knew she was too young for me. <laughs> you There's a baby face over there. Oh, you kept but, telling me if, if you he wasn't with OT, I, mean, I got a daughter. OT knows this, so when she knows <laughs> oh, it. Oh, okay. Uh, I am a little crooked. Uh, I am the B of the community. <laughs> I'm just in the middle of the car, like, hey, what up, y'all? <laughs> Shut if up. You have not heard Dave Chappelle <laughs> stand up. <laughs> oh, man. But um, Dee's just one of the have biggest heart, biggest brain, generous Love with her that. time. I know. Um, dripping and, in swag authentic, sauce. Authentic. See ya. Right, and dripping. Okay, so yeah, I was immediately attracted to, gravitated to this yeah. human. Yes. I uh, had to know more about, like, who is you? No, oh, please, stop, please stop talk about was, her. That, that's exactly how I felt about, you know, uh, Z. I think in, in academia, um, it's, it's hella white. Yeah. I'm, I was trying to be scholarly because we were talking about <laughs> our doctorates, but we're going to just keep it real. Um, and to, to have, so, I felt like when I met Z, I was at home. Mm. Um, and being so far from home, to have that, that Midwest, they used to be like, D and Zanita, you are so passionate. That's like uh, white people's for. favorite word for <laughs> aggressive or whatever. I get that too. Uh, so passionate, but uh, I felt like somebody who who saw me and who understood me and mm. understood where we we had some of the same uh, similar experiences. Yeah. And I respected you. Uh, 
because you loved your children mm-hmm. um, so much despite um, them being a part of the LGBTQ community. And at mm-hmm. the time, I didn't have a good relationship with my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, because of that. So that love that you had for your kids was something that I was looking for. Oh, and so I, I found... I never knew that. Oh, you know, you, you know we get, we're getting that. vulnerable. She gave me a champagne <laughs> I, before I, I got here. No, no, but seriously. Um, and I, I truly uh, appreciated that and I needed that. So our relationship and our, our trips to the bar in between class yeah. She's saying in between classes. We were there for like four to ten. Those people right. was crazy. Come on now. Yeah. That is nuts. Um, That's nuts. And so we 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 definitely were able to to bond and and we we got it done. And I th- I don't know if you remember a class they came and they were like ninety five percent of black women don't finish this program. Whoa, I, I do remember that. It, it was an announcement they off. made. But you want to think about the number of black women that finished with with us. Right. The ones that started, do you they know? They wasn't lying. They wasn't lying. Oh. They wasn't lying. It, it is. This doctor is. It takes grit and mm. resilience and and, and I friends. Lie, there was a time and friends because there are a couple of, of classes. I'm like, I don't know what they talking about. There. <laughs> <laughs> They speak in English. Oh, my goodness. And if I didn't know, I just was cute enough to find some woman to do it for us. <laughs> I had her back like, come on, girl. What they saying? We, we made it. We made it. We, made it. we, we jumped the room. I love it. We made it. We made it happen. So. I love we made it. it. Yes. We made it. Oh, Sounds my God. Like the, <laughs> won't he do it? Sounds like the school of life experience. And, Definitely. But you all bonded in a way that can just truly inspire uh, lots of people. Um, but with, back to our conversation, because, like, my God, I think that there's an awesome opportunity to open up these these conversations. And the only way I feel is, like, ripping a Band-Aid off, you know, opening up the blinds out aggressively. You ever open up blinds? Just ugh, open it up. Shine a light on it. Right. <laughs> and, and, and it would seem like we would know better as a black community of people who've been marginalized and oppressed um, in a society, understanding what that feels like and understanding what that is. And I remember now thinking about an Arsenio Hall show that we were watching. Yeah. It's like an old show mm-hmm. where uh, they were trying to call him out for not having um, uh, Any members guests? of the, yeah, yeah at that time this, they were just using gay and, and straight. Yeah. So he was t- members of the gay community on his show. And he got so vitriolic in his response. And one of the things that he was saying is, you know, I, I have people on this show who um, are, are gay or who are lesbian, but it's not the thing we talk about because it's not what they lead with and it's not why they're here. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. he said, how dare you? I'm a black man. Mm. I know what it feels like to be discriminated against yes, and I oppressed. Yes, I remember that. Right. I know what that feels like. So why the hell would you think I'd do it to somebody else? So that that really that really stuck with me. Yeah. And, I, and then I'm thinking, well, then what's wrong with, the majority of us, because we do have some significant issues. And most of the people that I have spoken with who are on that spectrum and who are in the black community don't have a lot of positive things to say about their coming out experiences right. or or just having to go away to create the identity that uh, they always felt that they were or who they are inside. They had to lead a family somewhere else and then you know, go, go away so yeah. that they can exist. Hmm. Mm. So what's wrong with us? 
Yeah, I got some <laughs> <laughs> if We knew the answer. We may not be sitting here. Right. Um, I, again, I we have yet to heal mm. um, from the traumas of slavery. I think mm. um, I'm teaching this class at uh, SC, so I'm a plug SC right now. <laughs> uh, and their research says that it takes four generations to heal one act of violence. What? And if you think about the amount of violence that was bestowed upon our community, how many generations will it take for us to heal? I told you I'm not doing math, but <laughs> we got a long way to go. Yeah. And I, I think it truly uh, stems from the pain we felt. Hurt people hurt, hurt people. people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I don't know if I've, I've said it on air, but I've recently been going on. I, I was a hurt person mm-hmm. and I have hurt many people because of it. Um, but I've been able to to deal. I'm still dealing um, oh. with that pain. You got that being a player. You got that being a player with that with that pain. Um, but not everybody has that access. Mm-hmm. Or even like you know, this may be another conversation. I may be pivoting, but if you tell black folks you're going to therapy, right? We also mm. have to destigmatize that. Yes, yes. Um, that's so, a part of the conversation. Okay. Yes, I'm, I'm, all, yeah. I'm da- and I, I I grew up in the church. I'm baptized. I I believe that we should pray. But we should also take our asses to therapy. Yes. Um, because I think, and I, this is going to also, you know, send shockwaves, but <laughs> the church may be a big part of, of the, the problem. problem. And so our churches need to do better. Yeah. Um, our mental health access needs to be better. Mm. Um, and we, as a people, if we, we seek to understand mm-hmm. rather than, you know, utilize our own opinions to destroy. Yeah. Um, I, I think that we are going to be far better um, than where we are uh, today. But the church, I'm calling y'all out. Y'all, y'all got to do better. I haven't been to church and I grew up in the church. Yeah. Uh, a decade. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Cause I don't feel welcomed mm-hmm. in the church. Yeah. Um, I remember one time going to church and they said the Bible said Adam and Eve, not Adam and, and Steve. Steve. I've heard that. And I ain't been back since. Mm. Um, and I got Jesus tattooed on my arm. And I love the Lord, but I don't love the church, Ooh. the black church okay. specifically. And, um, mm. Because we ostracize our members. Um, and oftentimes it's like, but you was at the strip club. Last night, okay, <laughs> beating your wife. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it is very oxymoron. <laughs> it's an oxymoron. Yeah. Um, it's contradictory. Um, and the church has a lot of, of work and, to do. And healing to do. Mm-hmm. Let's, and healing. You know, I don't even want to yeah. get into how the black church was established hmm. and, and, and what that foundation was built on. But what I do want to say is similar experience being a teenage, pregnant, hmm. feral person and seeking some place for for just to be okay love for for absolution yes for love i'm I'm looking for it and and what i found was a little more of that discrimination a little more of the ostracization and from my own people Hmm. 
at church. So it, I, we and and I I don't know what's happening in the church now because I'm I'm not a regular attendee or or member, mm-hmm. but it's because there's some trauma there, mm-hmm. and so I've tried to go back in, and the minute I get a whiff of then I'm out. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I, maybe I have to do my own healing around that. Um, but you're absolutely right, D. Uh, the church needs to heal around how uh, love is expressed mm-hmm. um, in in that organization. Is this an institution that uh, we can run to or not? <laughs> I, I think that everything's evolving. Mm-hmm. I think everything is changing and shifting. Change is necessary. It's uncomfortable for some, but that discomfort is necessary for growth. Opposition is necessary for growth and progression. And I feel that if we're if we're going to talk about okay, so we got we we can identify the problem and we've identified the root cause. So how do we then? Or can we then identify a solution? Uh, absolutely, but let me say this too, because it's not just it, the homophobia in the American black culture and community. Because yeah. we were watching, um, it was a, a talk show from Africa. There's a young yeah. woman that has a podcast that talks about the homophobia in uh, various African countries. Absolutely. Um, and it's legalized to murder right. uh, people oh, in the yeah. gay community. I, I yeah. went to Rwanda during uh, my Ooh. master's program. It's right next to Uganda. And mm-hmm. I Those did were the, mm-hmm. not go anywhere outside of Rwanda because mm-hmm. I literally was scared. Yes. yes. Absolutely. That's a Fear is a vibe, honey. Yeah. Uh, it's a vibration that it, you can feel. I was scared. My friends took a beach trip. I said, I'm going to stay right here mm-hmm. yeah. in this guest house yes. and order some coca y conjes <laughs> and some goat. And I'll see y'all when y'all get back. Y'all don't look like me. Yeah. You know, yeah. like OT could have went, you know, yeah. like I, I just appear very gay. So I, <laughs> I even tried like to conform for the first time. I promise, like in my life, I tried to conform in Africa. I grew this afro also because not everybody can cut my hair. I wasn't going to be, that wasn't happening. I I had on like baby hoop earrings and skinny jeans. I must see this. I really was. I would have been really upset. I was trying. I was like, OT, don't touch me. If anybody asks, we are not together because I want to be safe. And then we went out one night. They were like, that's your girlfriend? I was like, "Mm mm-mm. They like, we know that's your girlfriend. I said, no, it ain't. Like, I was really scared. They was like, it's okay. You're safe and I still was like mm. <laughs> I, you know I think we were there for three months about about a month in we were like okay kind of hold my hand but don't let nobody else see just these four people oh my it was it's it's uh scary I don't feel yeah. like that in California right yeah, yeah I feel like that. Yeah. Uh, but that Africa was um they, it was they, real. they're burgeoning on this understanding of love is love yeah Kenya uh, Kenya is like one of the safe places safer places yeah, and that yeah. that's on the other side like this East mm-hmm. Africa because let's talk about how large Africa, Africa is, is. Yeah, exactly like, yes. and, and how rich and vast 
Uh, that's a whole other conversation. I got to come back. We got a lot of yeah, stuff. We, we I know, yeah. but there, there was one person that she interviewed that said, oh, that is not an African thing. Like, gayness isn't an African thing. It's yeah. against our culture. Yes. So they wanted to create the laws mm-hmm. um, that said you can uh, basically get away with yeah, murdering, harassing, it, right, and um, someone that's that's gay. And and so um, I, I think that we took some of that on, too, mm-hmm. as in, oh, gayness isn't a black thing. Thing. That's how mm. we. That, uh, I'm talking 30 years ago or so. Yeah. Because as D said, we have evolved in our thinking and in our conversations, but we are still way far behind uh, what science is saying about how we need to treat people, to nurture them, to love them, and for people to feel whole. Uh, our, our behaviors and what we're doing and our conversations that we're having are still traumatic and detrimental. Uh, even in uh, my own family sphere, according to my 17-year-old who has said, I don't hear a lot of positive conversations about gay people mm. when we haven't just talked at home. Or what? there's no conversations, right? Yeah. It's right. like the don't ask, don't tell. Mm-hmm. Like this notion of toleration um, is is any better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't need you to tolerate me. Right. I, I, need, I need you see to me. see me, to love me, to respect me. Um, because my sexuality is not all of me. No. That's just what I'd go home and do in my privacy yeah. of, of of my home. I don't think anybody should be out here having sex in public. Hello. Close the door. Get back to that again. So sexuality. Uh, That's I, 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 millennial. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here we go. Right, here she I, go. I have another profound statement that I'll drop on Instagram for uh, for that uh, next week for you, Z, regarding millennials. No, but seriously, it's like I, I just really don't understand like what one person does in their in the privacy of their own home how it affects people so deeply that's, where that's, I'm at that's a it, it ain't gonna happen to everybody <laughs> and then this notion that like because I'm gay I used to get this I remember working when I was um I won't say the organization but I've only worked at a few so you can do more math uh, <laughs> but we went on a trip and I, one of those trips where you had to room with someone mm-hmm. um, and this young lady didn't want to room with me because I was gay, as if all gay people, right, like want to, we're we're violent Predators. or I'm going to take something of yours. I was like, you ain't that cute. <laughs> it's like heterosexual. Do you want to sleep with every heterosexual? Yeah, like, you see? Absolutely not. And the, my, the organization had to get me my own room wow. and do a training. On what is it? Cultural competency uh, (laughs) is our new buzzword uh, that we're using, and it was just it was insane to me um, because this is somebody that I talked to, I worked with, wow, um, and it was it was baffling, um, and it was like the first time that I had experienced workplace discrimination. Mm. And I think that often I live in a bubble, uh, my own familial bubble, because my father was gay, and I think he likely took on the initial shock Mm -hmm. of Mm. the family. So by the time it got to to me, everybody had already opened up and accepted. That's on one side. Now, my Ohio side, that's a a different subject. But it's a different demographic. It's different. different, Slave state. Different, different, (laughs) much different. Um, But that was, it was really... uh, profound for me. I've, I've had 
friends today that I've had to educate. We went on trips like, oh, D, I'm going to get undressed. I'm like, you got two breasts like me. <laughs> like, do what you got to do. Like, I'm not looking at you sexually. Uh, I'm not attracted to every person that I I see. Like, this is uh, so just... and. I think it's also holding people accountable. Yes. yes. Uh, so in that moment, I had to check this person. We, yeah. We're good friends. We've And I, I tell her this. I joke with her all the time. We've opened schools. We've done some big things. But at that moment in her life, she hadn't had been educated. Yes. And so yes. we got to educate. And and I think that we need to be, um, in, in, our, in our ignorance, we need to be radical with it. Hmm. Because having Camille... Um, the the seventeen year old, the youngest, um, and she is more militant about her gayness and what the terms are supposed to be and right. what you know and how you do things in the appropriate way to show respect. Mm-hmm. And when you don't know, um, you step all in that. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that radical ignorance simply means admitting I don't know enough to really insert in a real opinion because I'm yes. uninformed. I don't know enough to tell you why I'm not going to call you whatever it is that you want to be called, any of that. I'm ignorant, so I'm, I'm here open to listen and to learn what you have to teach me about how to be respectful to you. Absolutely. And on that note, we're going to take a break. Uh, thank you for listening to Kitchen Conversations on 90.7 FM KPFK. I am Brooke Wade, and I'm sitting here with two extraordinary women, Dr. Zanita Kelly and Dr. DeAndra Berman, and we will be back soon. Digital services cost KPFK real money. KPFK is more than just what you hear on the radio. At kpfk.org, you can listen to our live stream along with on-demand content whenever you like. Nearly every show we air can be found on our audio archives page. These digital services are free for you, but they cost us more money each year. Please consider making a donation, or better yet, become a Sustainer Circle member now. Go to kpfk.org and click support. Thank you. Donations help keep KPFK alive. Your tax-deductible donation helps fund new equipment, repairs, shows, community events, and station operations. Our programming is free of influence from big oil, pharmaceutical companies, banks, and the military-industrial complex. We don't take money from them. We support you. Help keep KPFK and progressive, independent media alive, especially during times like these. Go to kpfk.org, click Make a Pledge, and make your contribution today. Thank you so much for your much-needed support. Hello, welcome back to Kitchen Conversations. You're talking with Brooke Wade, Dr. DeAndre Bremont, and Dr. Zanita Kelly on KPFK 90.7 FM. And I just feel like this conversation needs to be broken up a bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we, we take this a little further. And we got to take it a little further. There's, there's much more of an opportunity to uh, just, I don't know, speak with more speak with more people and bring more people into this conversation. And um you know, and I want to share some resources now. We, we've identified a couple of problems. We've identified a couple of solutions. But where can we go if we need some mental health resources or if we need some support? Well, we've talked in the past before about um, looking for a therapist that uh, works with black people in particular because mm. there are some issues that are unique yeah. um, to just being black in this country that um, it, it supports 
just uh, hitting the ground running in yeah. your therapy and not having to go through all of the explanation around what it means to be black in America and how that might impact your experience. I think that we've put those out there. There's an LGBTQ center in uh, Los Angeles, and that's exactly what it's called, the Los Angeles LGBTQ Center. I've worked with them specifically around supporting uh, young people um, and and talking about how to create safe spaces for mm. them, training adults, training uh, teachers, families um, on best practice in, in supporting. And again, it's all grounded in um, absolute love. So I want to, if you are a parent or if you are an individual who's questioning and needing some support, the Los Angeles LGBTQ Center is a safe space for you to, to run to, contact, and get some uh, resources. And, and definitely, you talked earlier about the staggering statistics mm-hmm. of black suicide. Um, I know that there is a wonderful organization called the Trevor Project uh, mm. who, not, who has a suicide hotline um, as well as uh, a plethora of resources that um, you can, can access. So nice. the TrevorProject.org is the, the website, um, mm. and, and they do some great work. Awesome, awesome. So where are we going next with this conversation? Because uh, I'm really not done. <laughs> <laughs> I got some more things to say. <laughs> some more people to bring up. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I, I, one, um, you, you've got me. Um, I'm, I'm committed to not only uh, come back here, but further the conversations. Uh, I have a, a good friend of mine who I think that the, there's intersection, uh, intersectionality about this conversation in the community. Um, the organization's called Viva La Volva. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. Kara Quant, um, shout out um, to you. Uh, so I know that there's a panel taking place during Women's History Month mm-hmm. um, at Hilltop Coffee and Kitchen. Also, shout out to Hilltop. Right. Uh, those are the homies. Um, so we will uh, make sure we do something that weekend. Not only continue that conversation there, but maybe uh, we need to create some conversations um, in the community. Absolutely. Um, on a on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, because. Every transformation um, starts with dialogue, and so the dialogue is started. Um, so I thank you, yes, uh, for letting me be um, a, a part of it. Yeah. Let me share my radical ideas. It's funny that y'all <laughs> call me a radical, right? and my wife calls me a conservative. So uh, that's another conversation somewhere. Yeah, uh, uh, but I, I definitely truly enjoyed myself, and I, I think that safe spaces to have conversations um, like this. Um, will not only help me heal, but, but help others. So. Uh, absolutely. Mm. Well, let's get some events on the calendar. Because, oh. yeah, we, this is necessary. And it, it, it is written. Yes. It is okay. written. And so it is. And so it is. And they, so it will be. All right. <laughs> I said, all right, don't get started. You see, now she getting me worked up. <laughs> All right, but look out for these conversations, these healing conversations, and I thank you for having a seat at our table, Dr. DeAndre Bremont. Oh, I got fancy on you, You Bremont. (laughs) Bremont. See what happens when you drink champagne. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But thank you so much for listening to Kitchen Conversations on KPFK. Uh, You're going to be able to stream this conversation on SoundCloud, uh, Kitchen-Conversations with a Z. Follow us on Instagram. Same thing, kitchen.conversations with a Z. Um, This is Brooke Wade. You've been speaking with Dr. Zanita Kelly and our special guest. And we'll be furthering this type of conversation with her soon. Dr. DeAndre Bremont, thank you for coming. And we will be talking with you soon. Thank you.
Hello, this is Dr. Zanita Kelly. And Brooke Wade. And together we're the host of Kitchen Conversations on KPFK. KPFK realizes that we need a break from the relentless breaking news and the foolishness coming out of the White House. Now, more than ever before, we need to hold space and time for regenerating our minds and souls, especially when social distancing and self-isolation can make us feel more alone and uncertain about our world. We believe that vulnerability and authenticity are two major components for connection. As we shelter in place and adapt to a no-contact lifestyle, it is important for all of us at KPFK to share our authentic stories as loudly as possible to connect with our listeners. A lot of us need this outlet. This is the place where you can hear your voice in every story. It is our goal to be a reliable source of truth and diverse perspectives. These times of trial has shown us all what we are really made of and what we truly are to one another. And to me, that's a global family. Now more than ever, we need to come together in spirit and do what we can. So if you're currently a member, one way you can help us is by renewing your membership. And if you're signing up with us for the first time, your membership or any additional gift helps us all keep going. Support Fearless Radio and let your voice be heard. Give now at kpfk.org or call 818 818- 985-5735. That's 818-985-5735. Thanks for listening and please be safe and stay well.
I hope you enjoyed Kitchen Conversations during this podcast live on KPFK. Thank you for the entire team, including hosts Brooke Wade and Dr. Zanita Kell, produced by Kiana Williams. Because you were born this way, baby.